Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Well, what a week it's been. Welcome into the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast presented by our friends over at Hall Financial and uh, extremely excited to welcome welcome on uh, David Hall of Hall Financial is going to join us here in just a few minutes. And uh, we were honored to to have D Hall out at the uh, second annual MDG golf outing presented by Hall Financial as well. And uh, he was getting some putts in on the practice screen, uh, said a few words to uh, everyone that was there and participating and, um, you know, really appreciate his support, Hall Financial support. And of course, uh, you know, we would just ask, uh, you know, to please support them right back. Um, you know, they're really making it a, an initiative, not just with MDG, but to support local golf, uh, golf in Michigan um, across the board, really. So, um, you know, really appreciate Hall Financial and them trying to just grow the game and really do the same thing that we're trying to do with MDG is just encourage people to, you know, continue to get better, continue to play, have fun, whether it's social, serious, whatever it is, uh, Hall Financial has really helped, uh, you know, kind of spearhead um, that. So, you know, please, if you are looking to potentially refinance or, you know, you're potentially looking at purchasing a home, I just purchased my second home uh, and did it through Hall Financial, just a seamless process, please uh, visit uh, Call Hall First dot com and uh please learn more about what they can offer and, and what they can do for you but we'll get to d hall uh in just a few minutes and uh i you know just kind of want to open up here and say just a huge thank you um uh, to everyone that came out on monday um i know you know it's just it, it's a whirlwind of a day we were worried about weather thankfully the thunderstorms ended up staying away um but you know it, it was a great time and i hope uh, everyone out there really enjoyed themselves it seemed like uh, everyone did. And, uh, you know, Mike and I are just, you know, we're truly humbled by uh, all the support, the excitement, uh, you know, the energy that the community has and uh, the amount of people, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you guys in the community or, you know, just some of the great partners um, that we've been able to to work with over the years, um, just the support that they bring to the table. You know, obviously I've mentioned Hall Financial, but, you know, Boulder Point uh, Golf Club has just been unbelievable. Eric Saran and what he's been able to do uh, with his staff uh, to make this event something that I think a lot of people look forward to every single year. Um, you know, we really appreciate that. Um, you know, Craft Co., the Coppercraft team, Brian Mucci and, and his entire team being out there, um, absolutely huge. And, you know, again, would encourage you guys to, to make sure that, this summer, if you are looking to uh, support a brand, support a local brand, they're based right out of Holland, you know, please go ahead and pick up a fifth of uh, Coppercraft. You know, the Black Label Bourbon is unbelievable. Uh, they have a new brand out there, Flying Ace, uh, you know, lower price point, but something more of like a daily drinker. And then, of course, their canned cocktails are incredible. Um, you know, the, the Black Cherry Whiskey is my favorite, but it's great. They do have a, a Honolulu Blue canned cocktail. Um for this upcoming football season and of course it's great that we have training camp uh you know kicking off right now as well so uh you know make sure you, you stock the fridge with the honolulu blue can cocktails uh when you go to the next liquor store you visit whatever store it may be but um great way to support and of course we appreciate their support uh as well but you know miles of golf supplying you know 250 gift cards each um for you know the winning teams uh treetops 
putting together a uh, a weekend package for a foursome to go up there and, and have a nice golf trip. Um, you know, really appreciate all of that. Second story, uh, another local company in Ferndale. You know, we've done a ton of work with them. They do excellent framing. And, you know, if you have a nice picture and maybe a wristband or a tee or a ball marker or a scorecard, whatever it is, you know, take it to second story in Ferndale. They'll put it into a sweet frame and, uh, you know, make you basically a memory that you can kind of hang on the wall and just have for life. So, um, you know, again, just so much support um, from so many different angles out there. And uh, again, Mike and I just truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, you know, this is just the beginning. Um, of course, the outing takes on a, um, a different tenor, um, you know, since uh, we lost our friend and, uh, you know, fellow MDG or Tim Ponser, um, you know, a little over a year ago, but it was great to see his parents Jim and Susan Ponser out there, um, always supporting, always around. And, uh, you know, we were uh, fortunate enough to be able to raise, uh, you know, a good amount of money to donate uh, to the Shades of Pink Foundation. And if you haven't um, really looked into the Shades of Pink Foundation, what they do certainly would encourage you to uh, to look at it more because um, it, it is an impressive thing. And it's a, a helpful thing that, you know, it, it's happening all around us and maybe we don't see it every single day. But, um, you know, please go ahead and check that out. And obviously, your support uh, allows us to continue to support whether it's uh, the the Detroit you know youth golf um, you know that we've been able to uh, you know provide several donations for whether it's uh, you know midnight golf whether it's first tee of Greater Detroit um, everything that you guys do um, really allows us to be generous um, and and help grow the game of golf so just want to continue to encourage that obviously we have a few more member for a day outings here uh, as we close out the season but uh, just want to again big thank you to uh, everyone who participated and of course uh, we look forward to seeing you guys at the third uh, annual mdg golf outing uh, should be an excellent time and uh, look we got golf continuing this week the wyndham championship going on i know for from a local angle brian stewart needs a big performance he was excellent in round one on thursday um, if he can finish top 10 i believe he would qualify uh, you know, to get into the FedEx Cup, which would be awesome to see, um, you know, for him, that would just be fantastic. But uh, should be a great few weeks of golf uh, over the next what month or so uh, to kind of round out the season. I can't believe the season is basically almost over. But pre-tournament, threw out a couple of names. Will Zalatoris, plus 1,400, thought was decent value. Joel Damon, plus 7,500, uh, decent value. Cameron Champ, plus 7,500, another guy who's kind of right there on that line trying to make sure that he's in it confidently and comfortably uh, ahead of the the FedEx Cup. But um, look, of course, Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, uh, we're happy to partner with our friends at WinBet. WinBet, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports and casino betting from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. You can place bets on games for any major sport, and they have multiple markets for every weekly golf tournament. Sign up today, and after placing your first $100 wager, you'll receive $100 to bet with. There is an additional $50 casino bonus for our Michigan audience. There's no better way to enjoy sports than with some extra winnings in your pocket to use for all of your favorite bets. Betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. This offer only available to those who live in Michigan and is subject to change. Terms and conditions, winbet.com. And with that, I mentioned uh, we were able to get David Hall from Hall Financial uh, to join us on this week's podcast. Uh, of course, we recapped the uh, MDG outing from Monday and uh, got into a spirited debate about the uh, the live golfers filing an antitrust lawsuit with the PGA Tour. Certainly a lot to uh, kind of unpack there, but uh, appreciate the support and uh, 
Here's David Hall of Hall Financial joining us on the uh, Metro Detroit Golfers podcast presented by Hall Financial. All right, another edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast presented by our friends over at Hall Financial and uh, always exciting to have David Hall himself join us. Uh, and uh, boy, this is twice in one week. We got to see D Hall out at uh, the Metro Detroit Golfers outing Monday morning as well. And uh, D Hall, you know, just want to say again, we really appreciate you being there. Appreciate the support from the get go and having your entire team out there activating on the uh, the putting green with the putting contest was sweet. Yeah, I have some breaking news this morning. What's that? You guys like, you guys like breaking news? I love it. I wish we had some sort of a sounder or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Here's the breaking news. Bogey and Sully throw a hell of an outing. How about that? That's breaking <laughs> news. You guys really do it upright. Everybody had a great time, and it was uh, really well run and put together. Golf course in tremendous shape. Greens were great. I mean, I you know, nothing better than great greens when you go and play somewhere. And so I thought it was just uh, phenomenal, and all the feedback from all the golfers was awesome, and we love to be a part of it. So great job by you guys. Well, thank you, D. Hall. Yeah, I, I kind of felt guilty winning the outing as, as the organizer, but then I you know got over it in about five seconds. It was pretty yeah, I was going to say it didn't take you long, did it? <laughs> Uh, no, thanks for coming out. It was great and really appreciate your support. And and I think everyone, I, I agree. I feel like everyone did have a good time and that's the goal. It's to be, you know, a fun outing and it's not, um, you know, some, some hyper competitive money game or anything like that, but it, but it's, it's supposed to be fun. Of course, we're, we're always going to be, uh, you know, remembering and dedicating it to, to our late friend, Tim um, Ponser. And, uh, and I thought it was just overall just a really positive, good time. And, and again, so thankful for your guys' support. Really am. Were you hitting the butter fade out there, Sully, or are you working? No, I hadn't. So I, I hadn't, uh, to be honest, I, had, I hadn't played. And even sitting here right now, the, the last time I played the full 18 holes, I looked it up last night. The last time I played a full 18 holes besides the outing was July 24th, which would have been last, I guess, last uh, Sunday. But meanwhile, um, you've hit balls every day since then, so nobody cares. No, I no, I haven't. I haven't at all. But that's what felt so good because I, when I take some time off like that, when I get back on the course, I'm so flexible. I'm, I can I can really shape it how I want to. So I was drawing the ball uh, really nice. It was good. I gotta see this. I don't know about this. This is all oh, yeah. huh? No, I, I was I was I was able to you know hit a draw on command. It was great, and you know wedges were really really good too. Putting was was good. I mean. There's no doubt if I was playing my own ball, and of course that was a team format, but if I was playing my own ball, I would have been mid-70s easily. <laughs> you know, Sully, there's so many things about you that I like. It's hard for me to really cut through all the clutter of all the BS, but let me let me just, what you're saying for whatever reason reminds me of an old Freddie Couples quote back in the 90s, because Freddie was known obviously as a great player, but not necessarily like the most tremendous work ethic as it came to you know, honing his craft. And they'd say, Freddie, how come you don't practice that much? And he said, well, because if I'm playing bad or if I'm playing good, I don't need to practice. And if I'm playing bad, I don't want to groove it. And I mean, I thought that that's like a Mike Sullivan answer. If I've ever heard one before where, you know, Hey, why would I practice if I'm playing bad? Cause I don't want to groove that. And if I'm playing good, why would I need to practice? It's perfect. No, it's, it's so true though. You know, it's, 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 there's a lot that a couple of weeks of, you know, work and cocktails and, uh, entertaining at the uh, PGA tour event in Detroit, you know, uh, there's a lot that can get done with your golf swing, you know, in that two week period. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to see the swing. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
be looking forward to when we play next. It's hard to get on your guys' dance card, by the way. I mean, you would think that the presenting sponsor of MDG would have a little more luck playing golf with you guys, but it's like no seems to be company policy whenever I ask for an invite somewhere. It's, no, it's we need to finish sure. off. I know. We, we need August to get something on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. August is insane. July was nuts. September. <laughs> you're scared, yeah, but you're, you guys always have some kind of comment about why odds. Well, they've got these buzz. I just want the audience to know. These guys have got all the buzz. for. Oh, it's insane. It's off the hook. <laughs> it's a mess. You know, these guys you're, are uh, always busy. What's tough? I know we're not busier than you, D. Because you're you're one of the busiest guys I know. So it's mm-hmm. it's almost I almost feel unrelatable or guilty saying how busy it is lately because because I know that you're busier. I think that uh, the MDG community. Uh, we I was thinking about this. We're going to talk more about this, but we got to set something up this fall or in the off season for a lot of these folks to make sure that they keep their game intact. I'll just I'll sort of tease it at that. How about if we do that? I like that. Yeah, I think that yeah, sounds great. But the one thing I was uh, I was a little bit disappointed in is, uh, you know, Hall Financial had two foursomes at the outing. And, you know, you had a couple of your team members that were talking a pretty big game before the uh, before the outing got started. And uh, I'll just say this less than stellar performances from the Hall Financial teams. I mean, I think <laughs> you need to get your team out to the range a little bit. more. Well, we, we work, guys. We work. <laughs> I got a funny story, though, about Kathy, because Kathy's the greatest. And she was playing in one of the groups, and she's hyper-competitive. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she realized necessarily, like, what the normal score is to win an outing like this. So after the outing, she texts me, and she says, um, I'm at the scoreboard. We're one of the first one in, but we're one under. How do you think we're – and I'm like, Kathy, you're nowhere near at one under. You know, I kind of burst her bubble. She, she thought they played pretty well to be one under. So that kind of gives you the scope of maybe what her team's skill level was yeah. like. I think they used 14 of her drives. So she was pumped wow. up because she wow. was bombing it off the tee. Yeah. We ended up shooting. It's, I know you care. We ended up shooting a 57 and uh, we were, we were 10 under through nine holes. We were just, it was great. I mean, Kyle asked, I saw it was great. It's a great feeling. Kyle asked me when I saw him at the turn, he goes, Hey, how'd you guys play on the front line? I just handed him my scorecard. I said, I'll let you be the judge of that. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, you know, when, when you, when you stack your foursome with a bunch of sticks, uh, yeah. you know, it makes it, uh, makes it a heck of a lot more fun. It was, uh, a slower go for us. We were 11 under, we had, uh, I was basically the only golfer in the group. Uh, so that made it tough. Uh, <laughs> a lot on you, you know, Got 11 under on your own ball. No, not own ball. We okay. had a few shots here and there yeah. that mixed in. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot tougher. Lot tougher uh, in our cards, but that's okay. It's it was a great time. So, guys, just one thing I wanted to talk about um, pro golf for a minute. Uh, FedEx Cup, you know, coming up. Um, you know, interesting. These guys going to be playing for a lot of money, and it gets kind of really fun at the end. Any predictions? I love to always put you guys on the spot because that's like the next big thing, I guess, in terms of uh, pro golf. I would say I have one, I don't know, prediction, whatever you want to call it. Will Zalatoris is going to get his first PGA Tour win in, in the next, you wow. know what, four events or whatever. I mean, he's got to. It, I, I think he goes on a run. I think he gets hot. Um, it's insane to me that he hasn't been able to win a tournament yet. So keep an eye on Will Zalatoris. I'll say that. Okay. 
Um, it's tough because D Hall always makes fun of, makes fun of me and you, Kyle, for going with the front runners. But I really don't consider this guy a front runner because I, I've I've been telling people about him long before this run with Scotty Scheffler. Um, so I don't see how he doesn't play extremely well in the FedEx. Um, You're saying well, he's not a front runner. He's number one I, in the world. You can't I, be more of a no, front but, runner. But not not for me though, because I was on I was on the Scotty Shepherd train long before this. So I I I, I am allowed to still uh, to still say I, it. I can actively great. see D Hall's brain sifting through the BS. It's just crazy <laughs> that he's saying this guy's not a front runner because he was on him before. He's number one in the world, Sully. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think Finau obviously has been playing great, but I don't expect that to continue, you know, throughout the entire FedEx Cup. Um, and then there's just so many guys that have been playing well that you'd think might be able to just go off a little bit. I mean, Cam Young and, and is just, I think, fantastic. Love watching his swing. Just that pause at the top. It's, I love it. Um, and and Max Homa, I don't, I don't think Max Homa will win it, but uh, it's cool to see him right around the top 10 as well. But, yeah, I, I don't see how Scotty Shefford doesn't win at all, and that's just me being honest. Yeah. All right. Well, I got one word for you guys. It's, I've been on this guy all year. He's been having a banner year. It's Rory. Rory oh, yeah. is just, you know, he's, he's a couple breaks away from winning multiple majors this year, and uh, he's just – he's the guy. And he will win the FedEx Cup, and you guys can book it. One uh, one name you guys are forgetting, um, and you know I think everyone should keep their eye on him. Is uh, you know Dustin Johnson? I, I think he's really gonna you know, uh, make a run at this thing. And uh, hey, when play he's well. playing good, there's nobody better. There isn't, but he but he's making uh make they're making too much money over there now. I mean Tony Fina playing in won. exhibitions now. He's an <laughs> exhibition guy. Tony Fina won two tournaments in a row and made less than Henrik Stenson. And just yeah. one winning the, the live event, um, you know, so it's 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 crazy. It really is. You watch Finau swing. I tell you, like everything about what he does is like it's like short and compact in the backswing. You can visibly see the swing shallowing out and going under the plane a little yeah. bit or whatever right. you want to call it. Like it all just looks like it's awesome. Like, I don't know how this guy ever doesn't play good. The stat yeah. of the of, of the year to me. The stat of the year. This guy hit 66 of 72 greens. That's yeah. that's, unbel- that's I don't care where you play. Right. I don't care what you you missed six greens in four days. That's that's just unbelievable. And by the way, I remember on the second hole, was it Saturday? He like chipped in. So it's like this guy's making purpose, even when he's missing the green. Can you guys imagine? Basically, this guy went out and hit 17 out of 18 greens four days in a row for the most part. Like, how good would it feel? I mean, I would be very stress-free if I hit 17 out of 18 greens four well, days Well, hell, in a row. I would be happy if I hit 12 out of 18. If you miss six greens in one round, I'd be happy with that. I know. I mean, that's really- – I mean that's a clinic. That's called a clinic. What the guy? Did. I'm just really curious how the how to see how the tour is moving forward with all these changes. You know how much th- this this emphasis won't be on top 125 anymore, and it's going to be more top 50, top 60. I, I'm just really curious how how it's going to be moving forward because I don't think people have talked about it enough that the the changes that the tour and Jay Monahan announced kind of in. Uh, response to the live tour with these no cut events and and kind of a shift in in the overall you know priority of being top 125 it, it's really just going to 
it's really going to turn into like this top 50, top 60 focus. Um, so I'm curious to see how it is for a lot of these journeymen and, and even just the fact that they're going to be given more cards to Q school and to the DP world tour and everything like that. I, I almost want to dive into it a little more, but I think it's going to completely, completely change the PGA tour moving forward. Well, as they should. Yeah. You know, but here's my sound off of the day. I guess we'll leave it on this. We're probably over time, but this, I, I have to absolutely sound off on this because you know, the, the PGA tour or pro golf or what any type, any type of pro golf, the design of it to some degree is for the fans, right? You want to build a product that fans want to watch. And I love it when these guys talk about this, no cut stuff, like, and so my thing, nobody wants to watch you if you're not making the cut. Like you, this whole thing about, oh, I want to play because there's no cut. Like if you're seven over par, people don't want to watch you play. So just mm-hmm. let's stop with the no cut thing because it's ridiculous. It's like I shot a pair of 78s and I'm still playing. Come watch me play. No, thank you. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to watch you. There's no incentive either. What's the incentive? Ridiculous. There's- there's no world ranking points. It's so or ridiculous. I oh, shot a pair of 80s. I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Nobody's watching. I want to watch you if you're playing well. So like this whole thing, about, oh, we want to play where there's no cut. Nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. I, I think ultimately it comes down to the PGA Tour finally sharing more of the money. I, I mean, whether it's the the PIP, you know, winner or whatever with social media, you know, making an impact there and, and you know, them sharing, what, a $40 million bonus pool. Now, you know, you, Mike, you mentioned the the new tournament where they're going to do, you know, I, I don't know, a certain event with a bigger purse or whatever, just to be able to give people more money. I got to believe there's going to be more guaranteed money out there. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit embarrassing that the PGA Tour doesn't have a bonus fund for uh, superintendents and the grounds crew for, a, for a, a weekly tournament. All the work that they do every single day and the PGA Tour can't pay those guys. I mean, I, I do think there is a little bit of greed, a little bit of embarrassment, and a, a little bit of a shift that I think does need to happen. Now, does the average fan care about that? No, but, you know, when you actually look at it and, and shine a light on it, that is pretty sad and pretty well, bad. I guess, they do need to like, make look, I don't, I don't I, admittedly, I don't know the inner workings of where all the money goes, but where where's all this money going? I'm, I'm saying, like, does Jay Monahan have it in his bank account? I don't think I don't know. So. So they donate a lot to charity too. They, they, they do. do a lot of charitable they charitable do. work. But they do a lot of charitable work, and so like I think it's easy to say, "Oh, these guys finally have to you know pony up." But like, was it going to the wrong places before? Or are they just going to reallocate some of the charitable dollars to the player? I don't know those answers, but like, I'm not sure that they were being. I don't know, Bogey. Were they being greedy? I, I, don't, I don't know. know that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a bunch of extra funds, and it seems like they want to share it with with players, which you know obviously is what they need to do here moving forward. It's just it, it is interesting to see. That's all. There's only one of two. I'm going to start a tour where players barely make any money. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to start a tour where we give all the money to volunteers and charity and superintendent. The players don't make any money. How do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> I, I think there. I, I think there's always the well. ti- there's no. always the tiny violin and the ridiculous. Oh, billionaires are greedy. Sports teams are are evil. It's it's such an easy thing for people to say, and and I think that that happens across all sports where people just want to talk and 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 you know complain about how these owners and these teams have more money than them. It just it's I think it's just a little easy button. You know, it's not even 
accurate, but I only see one of two things happening with the live tour. Either number one, the live tour is going to dissolve one day and it's not going to make it. Or number two, the live tour is eventually going to have some sort of merge or partnership with the PGA tour, because I do not see it possible for the live tour to uh, still be around 10 years from now. I don't. So either they're going to eventually merge or they're just going to dissolve one day. How in the world are these guys? I, I, I mean, I, I think it's unknown, you know, to your point. So I don't know, but I cannot see a merger. I mean, I just don't, people are That'd talking about that. How is that possible? That's just not possible. The two sides get together and just want to, you know, just put an end to it. And Hey, we want these guys back on tour and it, it forms this, this world tour type thing. I mean, that, again, it, that, I think that's one of the two things I could even see happening because it, there, there's no way the live tour itself is sustainable long-term. It's just not. Yeah, I would agree. You got to pay attention to the lawsuits too. You know, the, the 11 players that file a lawsuit with the PGA tour, you know, there's going to be an injunction for three of the players. So they're going to get a quick ruling because they want to play in the FedEx cup. I, I, I would assume they have a case that, I mean, the PGA tour didn't hire them as employees. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that will be a telltale sign. If they end up winning some of those lawsuits, something's going to have to happen. I mean, PGA tour can't do this. I don't, the entire I don't, time. I just really don't know. I, I don't, I don't get, you know, why they're just, why they would have a case, you know, back when, uh, I, I mean, just for perspective, back when, back when I worked at 97.1, I couldn't go work at 101.1 and just say, oh no, I, I want to go work over there. You know, come on, you got to let me work. No, I, I can't go work for you a different a station or, or a different league. You know, you had I mean, a contract. I, I agree. I, I mean, I, trust me, I totally get that. I think it's different because they technically were what non, non-contracted. Uh, but they're two, they're members of the tour. They're, they're, they're independent contractors, but they're members sure. of the two. They you, have the, a tour it, card. It, it'll be interesting to see how uh, legal teams phrase it and, and how they go about it. But, you know, fascinating Listen, for sure. Pat, Pat Perez found the perfect tour for him. You shoot <laughs> 80, you make a million, and you party. And look like a goofball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Hey, how are you doing today? Well, I shot 80 and I made a million. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let's pop pop some champagne. That sounds real real sustainable to me. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. Uh, All right, D-Hall, we'll uh, appreciate you coming on. Obviously, appreciate you coming out to the outing on Monday and, uh, you know, look forward to uh, continued support and partnership uh, with with you and Hall Financial. Unfortunately for the audience, you guys are not for hire, but these guys throw a heck of an outing. I got to tell you, (laughs) these guys, they know how to do it right. Little copper craft out there is beautiful. Putting contests, prizes, beautiful golf course, great people, great job, guys. Thanks, D-Hall. Appreciate it. Thanks, D-Hall. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 